0: Back now, with more reset, I'm your host Sasha Ann Simons. For Black History Month, we are checking with folks whose stories and passions epitomize black joy. Now, we turn to a man who goes by the name Rico Nosuave. Rick Mangram was raised on Chicago's South Side near 107th Street in a black and Cuban household. He's an instructor at Hot on One Salsa and host of both the Rico No Suave Show and the Cooking with Rico Show, which you can find online. Rico No Suave joins us now. Welcome to Reset.
1: Hey, what's happening? How you doing? <laughs> doing
0: very well. You were just grooving and jamming. We haven't even started yet, and you're, right. you're getting down. I love it. Tell me how Rick from 107th became Rico no Suave.
1: You know, a lot of it comes with music. Thanks to, you know, my father, um, you know, it was about jazz with him. But also there was a little bit of, you know, R and B that was in there as well, mm-hmm. too. There was Motown. There was all different types of music that we that we listened to. You know, growing up, you know, during that time as far as on the South side, it, it wasn't you know it was a lot of discipline you mm-hmm. had to be in the house by a certain time and what happened was is that over time I you know I started to grow up around my brothers and sisters and when I was growing up around my brothers and sisters I was watching them growing up you know from the south side of Chicago and I moved to the West suburbs when I was seven mm-hmm. um Broadview right Broadview correct yeah during that time you know it was it was so Awesome to see how my parents put it still in our head that in our house you have to work, mm-hmm. you can't be lazy. But there was always music. There was always laughter. I love that. But there was always that discipline too. That discipline. My father was no joke. So over time, you know, um, you know, it was it was continuously just just music. And yeah. where Rico no Suave came into came into play. Yes, tell me. Um, it was it was when I actually started, you know, dancing Shasha, of course, and there was always a Rico Suave. Like, people used to call me Rico Suave. He's like, oh, my God, I love the way you dance, you know, Rico Suave. And, and then Rico Suave, I was like, man, that's that's the guy from Ecuador. I'm going to call myself Rico No Suave. So they're like, no, no, you got to be Rico Suave. I was like, no, that guy is already taken up. So when I was actually uh, dancing, and I'll never forget, when I was dancing at 720 Club 720, and that was a big-time club mm-hmm. many years ago. And one guy came and said, man, you are the most—you you have so much suave in you. You can't be no suave. So I'm like, I'm going to reverse that ah, now. Ah,
0: Rico no suave. Rico no suave. That makes sense. How so, long have you been teaching salsa?
1: So I've been teaching salsa for over 16 years. So it's yeah, actually, set over seventeen. Wow! Years
0: now. Our producer Michael has been raving about you. He's taken a class with you, yeah, and uh, he said it's just so clear that you love what you do. Yeah, what is it about salsa that speaks to you?
1: One thing about one thing about salsa is the music and how it brings all nationalities together. I'm a people person, of course, right? So when it comes to me teaching, you can get all so much diversity. And the cool thing about salsa is they all face light up when you hear salsa music, yes. right? They light up. I mean, as soon as you, they just start grooving. No matter if they can dance in or not, they will, you know, it's just something to be able to like, grasp.
0: How does that make you feel, seeing all these people come out to see you, to support your business? And, and of course they must love the way that you teach this thing.
1: Yes, I mean, when I get on a dance floor, it's more of a, like a show. When I get on a show itself, um. It's it's more of people understanding, how do I learn without someone going too fast? For me, mm-hmm. being a teacher, it makes it so big for me to basically take my time so people can learn.
0: Yeah, that's great. Yeah. I've been a, a working journalist for a long time now, and I've, I've noticed that uh, there are a couple of things that tend to happen during Black History Month. Yes. One, we kind of focus on the things that happened a long time ago. Sure. So the history. Correct. Right? Right. Or two, we focus on the the challenges that Black people have faced, yes, or that they're continuing to face, yes. today. So we wanted to switch things up and just focus on Black joy, yeah, this month, yeah, yeah. I mean, beyond salsa, what else is bringing you joy right now?
1: You know, it's it's the happiness with people. I'm a people person, right? It's the happiness of me being able to teach people, but not just in salsa, but just all around. Like people, my friends will call me. You know, and they'll ask questions. They'll say, hey, hey, Rico, hey, I got this question about this. I had a question about that. And if I've experienced it or if I have knowledge, I will help them. Right. And I think the the biggest thing about that is, is that what brings me joy, is, of course, that I'm alive and I'm able to do it. Right. Mm-hmm. With so much that's going on right now in the world, you know, being someone of color, you know, it's it, it's not it's not easy to be able to just say, hey. When I go outside, that I won't experience racism, or I won't experience—that's what brings me joy too, right? Because I don't want to experience that, right? I don't right. want to—I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear of other people of color, black and brown, to be able to go through stuff like that. But it—it it also makes me feel good when I know that people have made it home safe. When I know that they say, "Hey, Rico, I enjoyed your class. I'm at home practicing," right? Yeah. Or just in general, thank you so much for your advice. It was great hanging out with you. I'll talk to you soon. Those things like that actually makes, uh, yeah. you know, makes me happy.
0: And bringing it back to the salsa, yeah. what is it about salsa that makes you so happy? Is it the music? Is it the movement? What is it?
1: So, yeah, I mean, it's it's always the movement. I mean, <laughs> the movement of salsa makes you feel, you know, they always talk about the little shimmy, right? When you do a little shimmy, right? But. Actually, it's the move that goes along with this, it. the connection with the person that you're dancing with, right? It's the fun. It's the joy. I don't have to worry about my bill from ComEd when I actually go out <laughs> there and dance, right? Also, you know, the the moves of teaching someone brand new moves and they get it and they just now started Salsa and they got it on the first and makes that connection. That's what Salsa is all about. You know, Salsa also, it, you know, comes from the home, right? So when we have, like, parties at home, You know, it's it's all about dancing. It's all about eating. It's about enjoying each other. And it's the music that's in the background. That sounds like a blast. It's awesome.
0: (laughs) This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. It is Black History Month. And we have decided to highlight something simple but profound all month on our show. And that's Black Joy. Yes. So many things have been bringing me joy lately. My family, this show, the fact that Beyonce is going on tour. Nice. Every Tuesday this month, we are going to check in with Black people who radiate joy. And today we're talking with a Chicago salsa instructor and talk show host who goes by the name Rico No Suave. By the way, if you have got a suggestion for who we should talk to for this series, leave us a voicemail at 888 Again, that's 888 915 9945. So, Rico? Yes. Another question that I'm asking folks this month is this. What do you think is the most misunderstood part of the black experience Ooh. in America?
1: It's we're always joyous. Like no matter what problems we go through, we're always happy. The one thing I think people, you know, take for granted is our kindness. Another thing is is that take for granted is they don't think they you know, our intellect is there. You know, with You know, and also there's a stereotype um, that people don't understand. Just because if another person of a color, you know, does something wrong to another person of color, then they think that it's okay, right? And it's not. But as soon as someone outside of the color, such as a Caucasian or anything like that, that kills or does something wrong to someone of color, black and brown, then it's highlighted. Mm -hmm. You know, for me, it's it's more of You have to understand that it doesn't matter what color you are. What you're doing to each other hurts, and people kind of mistaken that. I'm and I'm not. You know, I'm in the media as well too, so I know what it means when it comes to you know things that should not happen, right? Just like this Tyree Nichols, right? Yeah, that was horrible. Heartbreaking. That was very heartbreaking. And I think for myself, being someone of color, I think it's very important that people understand that. Listen, we're kind. We're kind to people. We just want justice. But we also want justice to say, hey, we're intellect, just like anybody else of another uh, of another color. We're kind people. We love to have fun. Why do you think we have so much rhythm? Right. (laughs) I mean, we love what we do. Right. Right, right. So, you know, that's that's what I think that's kind of misconstrued in regards to who we are as a people.
0: You mentioned the media a moment yeah. ago, so let's talk about some of your other <clears throat> pursuits. Sure, um, you do what I do—you host a talk show. I do. How did the Rico No Suave show come about?
1: Oh man, so I actually—I'm um, an MC for like weddings and corporate events and things like that. I can and
0: totally see that.
1: Thank you so much. I appreciate <laughs> that. And and one of the things about being an MC is um, connecting with people. Right When you're talking to people, you connect to a crowd. So I can be in front of 100 to 200 to 300 people. And, but when I get on a mic, it's more of they kind of listen. right? They listen to you. You connect with them and you crack jokes and you laugh. So someone you know, from a wedding said, hey, are you like a talk show host or anything like that? I said, no, no. He said, well, you should be. I'm like, really? I said, okay. I'm going to keep that in my back pocket. So I went to another wedding. A person said, hey, are you on the radio? Or are you on TV? They say, well, you should be. You should have your own talk show. Ah, so this you know, is where
0: it started, boom. the idea. Who are you hoping to reach uh, on the show? And, and talk about the type of topics that you sure. discuss on there.
1: So on the Rico Suave talk show, you know, me and my co-host Valerie Malesio, we have – uh, and our production crew, we have a plethora of people from musicians to lawyers to doctors um, to models to directors for film and movies. You know, we we bring in all different types of people to talk about their journey. The journey is different from everyone. Yeah. There's similarities in regards to growing up. We're listening to always music. Music is always kind of like the key thing that keeps people going to be able to be who they are. Um, And, you know, when we're – our audience is diverse. So we can get people from Africa, from Latin America, from the U.K. We get them from all over Mm -hmm. to be able to listen to the show. They chime in if they want to, but they're more listening, if anything. So I'm really super happy, you know, in regards to the audience that we build over time. Yeah. And I think um, our audience is always continues growing all the time that's wonderful yes
0: you're you're really a jack of all trades if i I could describe you you've got a cooking show as well i do and you just became a celebrity talk show host with heart of hollywood magazine talk a bit about
1: those projects so the cooking show we talk about salsita, right we talk about so i had to adjust my hair so when it comes to when it comes to cooking it's international When I did with Cooking with uh, Rico Show, big shout-out to uh, my friend Shayla Medina that actually got me started uh, as far as with that. And then now I have a team. um, I have a team of... Two to three right now. Okay. Big shout out to my man John Taylor and uh Rachel Chigan and my man uh Matt Baran. They're actually with me now and we've just been blowing up the scene. So now we're going to start cooking for um, celebrities. We're gonna actually Ooh. start cooking like it's and gonna what, be. A cooking what
0: kind show. of dishes are you making? I Oof. mean, give me some examples
1: here. <laughs> All right. So, you know, I gotta hit you with the Cuban. So we got the picadillo, Santiago, right? Then I also have um, man, I just made this this really great dish. Okay, American style, but pot roast. Um, I also make cocktails with um, a Japanese flavor. Oh, uh, flavors well. from
0: all over the world. All over the world.
1: Uh, thanks to Giovanna Silas for actually um, picking me to be a Celebrity Talk Show host for the Heart of Hollywood magazine. Yes, mm-hmm. that is right next to the Universal Studios. Um, so that happens every Monday, every Monday at 7 p.m. Central Time. If you're in Hollywood, 5 p.m. PST.
0: So, you know, before we wrap, switching back to Salsa, I know sure. people out there, despite this great conversation that we're having right now, they might still be a little bit skeptical of Salsa. Sure. You know, um, I have to imagine that you you think Salsa could bring joy into just about anyone's life. That's so, correct. What is your pitch then to the skeptics out there listening to us? Why should they give salsa a whirl in 2023?
1: (laughs) So one of the things I always use as an example of, hey, I had a guy that was outside of the door waiting to come in for five to 10 minutes to be able to step on a dance floor. When he finally stepped on a dance floor, he was nervous because he didn't know what he was getting himself into. And finally, when he got there, he realized it was a show of fun. It was a dance of fun. So I tell people that, hey, if you're thinking about shasa, think about if you like to eat it, you can dance it. Right. (laughs) So it's the same concept of being able to and also healthy. Right. It's a health thing, too. So cardio. We got people that are 75 years old and salsa is their therapy. It's being able to move your body, to be able to build that cardio. You can sweat for three hours, mm-hmm. right? And then go home and feel and sleep real good, right? Yeah. So you don't need melatonin, you know, when you go, <laughs> when you go home after Just salsa. Just a little
0: bit of salsa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, before we go, any special salsa events that are happening this month that people should know about? Well, the
1: Chicago International Salsa Congreso, that's actually going on um, right now. So um, that's pretty much it. I mean, you know, you do have Alhambra Palace that's actually going on Thursdays as well. MZ Bar and Grill in Naperville that's happening every Saturday. So every Saturday you have that as well.
0: That is amazing. Yeah. We have been speaking with Rico No Suave, who's host of the Rico No Suave Show. Yeah. And salsa instructor at Hot on One Salsa. Now, if you want to see Rico. Give me a salsa lesson. Just head over to our TikTok at WBEZ underscore reset. Thank you so much, Rico.
1: Thank you so much. It was good. Uh, Thank you for having me. WBEZ 91.5 FM. You already know my girl, Sasha.